Welcome to your Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 18th of June 2022. This is Team 3. Our editor is Ai Ling and the technician for today is Martin. I am Janet and other readers are Alan, Linda and Brian. Linda is reading in place of Amanda this time. Our items are taken from the local Gazette and Express and all telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. The headline for this week is Fuel Cost Hit Firm. Here's this week's news. Hello, I'm Alan. A family-run coach company in Decorum is struggling to keep up with the demand from their customers amid increasing prices of fuel. Mason's minibus and coach hire, which has been running for 34 years, has seen its fuel bills go up by £3,500 a week since January, which is expected to rise further as the UK sees the biggest one-day jump in 17 years. The price of a tank of fuel for a coach is now at over £1,200 before the AT, compared with £835 in January. Candice Mason, who runs the company with her husband James and his brother Matt, said that the increased prices are soul-destroying. Candice said this year should have been our comeback year that should have been allowing us to recover and to recoup. But every week it's something different that we're battling. Masons have faced various problems since 2020's lockdown. The shortage of HGV drivers and those needed to drive coaches has meant that Masons has had an issue with staffing. The Channel, the Channel Tunnel, which is Mason's primary route to Europe, has limited the number of coaches passing through Dover to Calais. The company, which is based in Tring, says it will eventually have to cre- increase all its prices to allow it to cover its costs. Candice explained, we're not covering costs if we don't put prices up, let alone make a profit. Day trips and holiday tours are a popular part of the business, which were postponed during the pandemic. Candice said, I've kept my prices as consistent as I was able to for older customers, because they've just spent two years literally being locked up. She added, but those prices of those day trips and holidays will have to go up. Masons run 15 school routes in and around Decorum, paid for by the parents of the students. Last year, a school route was scrapped as it was not viable to run. The decision to cancel routes and trips has been hard for Candice, who sees Masons as a community service to a degree and doesn't want to hit their customers in their pockets. She said, We want to have good relationships with our customers. They're so loyal, with some of them having travelled with us for 30 years. Candice urged people to keep booking with them during what she calls the hardest year to get through. Hello, I'm Linda. Hertfordshire Police have launched a new scheme to make sure people suffering from cardiac arrest get help as soon as possible. The Cardiac Arrest Alerting Scheme has been launched by the police in partnership with the East of England Ambulance Service, the EEAST, and Good Sam to help people experiencing cardiac arrest. The scheme, which went live at the end of May, allows frontline officers, PCSOs, specials and first aid trained staff to voluntarily attend incidents nearby where somebody is in suspected cardiac arrest so that they can perform early potential life-saving CPR until an ambulance gets to them. The GoodSAM app alerts officers which then makes a loud wailing sound when they are within 800 metres of a suspected cardiac arrest who has been reported to the ambulance service via 999. 
The scheme was pilot piloted in Cambridgeshire and went live in Bedfordshire in April. Chief Superintendent Dean Patient said that the force was pleased to be involved in its initiative. Chief Superintendent Patient said, While this is a great initiative and could literally be the difference between life or death, it is important to emphasise that we are not doing the work of the ambulance service and ambulances will not be dispatched any differently because of this. He added, For each minute that passes where CPR is not being given to someone suffering cardiac arrest, chances of survival drop by 10%, and if our officers or a suitably first aid trained staff member are close by, they can begin the first aid process and possibly save someone's life. In Watford, an off-duty officer responded to a cardiac alert and found a female who had collapsed. The officer began CPR, and when paramedics arrived, the patient had regained a pulse before being taken to a hospital for further treatment. Nicholas Jones, IM and T Service Delivery Manager, Clinical Applications with EEAST, said, It will increase, increase the number of trained first aiders who are able to respond to our more, most seriously ill patients and begin delivering CPR until our crews arrive, which can make all the difference with a cardiac arrest, where every minute counts. Hello, I'm Brian. A local homeless charity is encouraging people to wear yellow and fundraise next week. DENS is calling on local people to come together in schools, offices and homes to raise money to support their work. The charity, which is based in Hemel Hempstead, is hosting its annual Yellow Week from Monday, June the 20th until Sunday, June the 26th, and is asking families, friends and colleagues to do something special for its event. Whether it is a special non-uniform day, where everyone wears yellow, a bake sale with yellow treats, or transforming an office with yellow decorations, DENS is asking anyone who took part to donate a pound to DENS. This donation will go towards helping rebuild the lives of local people who face homelessness, poverty and social exclusion. People supporting this charity next week are also asked to collect and donate items from the DENS food bank list. The charity says that its stocks are running low as its service sees an unprecedented level of demand amid the cost of living crisis. Charlotte McCarthy, Relationship and Community Fundraiser at DENS, said the response we've had so far for the return of Go Yellow has been brilliant. We can't wait to see all the creative ways our supporters around the community will be celebrating. Staff from DENS will be at Hemel Hempstead's shopping centre, the Marlows, to raise awareness among shoppers. People who are getting involved are encouraged to share photos and videos on social media, tagging at Denzing Decorum and using the hashtag hash DensGoYellow. Annually, Hertfordshire's 78 county councillors award local projects across the county with money from the locality budget. This year, a total of £13,594 has been awarded to 10 decorum projects, including help for Ukrainian families and Frogmore Mill. Councillor Richard Roberts awarded a £1,000 grant to Chipperfield Parish Council to help them transport essential clothing and food, which are currently being given by local residents. The Apsley Paper Mill was given £8,000 by Councillor Jan Madden, awarded to help towards immediate recovery costs following a fire at Frogmore Mill in January this year. The grant is said to help cover emergency expenses, loss of business, education and community outreach activities. Apsley Lock Preschool has been awarded £869 to create a new sensory area resources to help children with special educational needs. 
Councillor Jan Madden said, Absolutely Lock Preschool is a small but vital local service. I was delighted to be able to support their request for funding towards much needed equipment that will be used on a daily basis as identified during a recent early years review visit. Councillor Terry Doris has awarded a grant of £1,000 to help pay for redecoration, soft furnishings and sensory equipment like bubble lamp lighting at St Mary's C of E Primary School. The rainbow sensory room will give the children a safe, comfortable space to go in times of crisis and will be used as both an intervention room and a small group room. Potton End School has been awarded a grant of £275 by Councillor Doris to create an outside reflection area for children to develop and support their spiritual and emotional needs. Councillor Doris said the well-being of our young pupils is so important and this new facility will provide a space where they can reflect in a gentle and peaceful surrounding. Tring Wharf has been given a £250 grant towards improvement and expansion. Councillor Sally Symington said canals and waterways form a vital part of Tring Division and I'm very pleased to be able to support waterways experiences expand and improve their wharf on the Grand Union Canal. Councillor Symington also awarded £650 to Tring Together for its Spring Fair activities which returns after two years following the pandemic. A new website dedicated to the history of Tring Rural by Rowan Ancestry will be funded by a £1,000 grant from the Council. A £300 grant has been awarded to Berkhamsted and Hemel Hempstead Hockey Club to give children at Wigginton Primary School hockey coaching. Finally, Tring Allotment Association has been given £250 to cover the cost of its annual allotment summer show. The grant will allow the association to buy prizes for all the show classes from local shops. Tring has been named a bee-friendly town by the Bee Friendly Trust as part of its first awards given on World Bee Day. To achieve the status, towns have to meet a set of nine criteria, including planting at roundabouts, encouraging bee-friendly schools, pubs and businesses, putting up homes for wildlife, planting wildflowers and being pesticide-free. Tring has worked to achieve this through its local efforts to encourage people to plant more wildflowers and make bee hotels. Polly Eaton of the Justice and Peace Group, Tring, who received the award on behalf of the community, said, We're so excited to receive this. I just want to thank everyone who participated, which is individuals, organisations, local government, schools, etc. Decorum Borough Council, DBC, is carrying out work to fit energy-saving measures to homes across the borough as part of their commitment to ensuring DBC's housing stock is net zero by 2050, in line with UK targets. They have been awarded £300,000 of government funding to carry out energy efficient upgrades to 24 council homes in North End, Hemel Hempstead. The grant will be used to fit external wall insulation double glazing and loft insulation to four blocks of flats this summer. This will significantly increase the insulation in performance of these homes and in turn help our tenants tackle rising fuel bills. The grant covers approximately 40% of the project costs and they will cover the remaining 60%. There could be relief on the horizon for families hit with rising fuel costs and inflation hikes, with the Chancellor offering cost of living support to ease the burden. In the latest package, Rishi Sunak promised a £5 billion windfall tax on energy firms' profits, alongside a £15 billion package of support for struggling households. 
This is expected to help with energy discounts and one-off payments for those who claim benefits alongside other measures. The one-off tax on companies including BP and Shell will ensure they pay an extra 25% tax for the next 12 months. Help will include every UK household receiving a £400 discount off their energy bills in the form of a grant instead of a loan as previously offered. However, families are still expected to suffer as the £400 grant is only half of what the boss of Ofgem warned the energy price cap will increase to in October. For the 8.4 million claiming means-tested benefits such as universal credit and child tax credit, they will receive a payment worth £650 in two lump sums, one in July and one in the autumn. Households where a pensioner lives and who receive a winter fuel payment will get a one-off payment of £300 as a top-up to their winter fuel allowance. Estate agents have also had their say on the new measures. Benham and Reeves director Mark von Grundherr said... While the monthly cost of a mortgage looks set to keep on climbing, a good number of UK households can breathe a sigh of relief as Rishi Sunak pledges further money to help alleviate the cost of living crisis. Estate agent Barrows and Forrester, MD James Forrester, added, It's a step in the right direction, but far too little too late for many of the worst-hit UK households. Quite frankly, the announcements feel like forced rhetoric from a government on the back foot, and as we know all too well, the results rarely match the headlining, fueling hot air. James Andrews, Senior Personal Finance Editor at money.co.uk, commented, The big news following the announcement by the Chancellor is that 8 million low-income households will be receiving a one-off payment to help offset recent price hikes. According to Rishi Sunak, the payment is designed to offer significant targeted support to millions across the country. That's nearly a third of all UK households. He added, while the rebate is great news, there's no denying that energy bills are still at an all-time high. For some easy tips and tricks on how you can reduce your energy bills, visit money.co.uk forward slash guides forward slash tips to reduce energy bills website. We now come to the letters page with a letter from Mike Baldwin by email. He writes, It is interesting to see how the government has treated what has been considered its core support, the rural community. The Department for International Trade admits the much-vaunted trade deals with Australia and New Zealand will damage UK farming and says it is expected to contract. Lord Debon, chair of the Independent Climate Change Committee, called the New Zealand deal a disgrace, adding, It is completely at odds with everything the government has promised to do to safeguard our farmers and protect consumers. The NFU states that the deal with Australia will jeopardise our farming industry and could cause the demise of many beef and sheep farms throughout the UK. The new immigration policy and chaotic visa system for seasonal workers have created massive problems, leading to tonnes of crops being left rotting in fields and also caused the culling of over 35,000 pigs. The Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Select Committee recently reported labour shortages in the food and farming sector and was unsparing in its criticism regarding the incompetence of the government. The Countryside and Community Research Institute, CCRI, has recently completed a study of the phasing out of the Common Agricultural Policy Basic Payment Scheme, BPS, and the uncertain start of the Sustainable Farming Incentive, SFI. The study paints an alarming picture with more than £800 million being, pounds being wiped out over the next five years from farm businesses in one region alone, the South West. It anticipates that the current rates of SFI will bring around 10-30% to 30% of the amount of former BPS payment to farmers and land managers. 
Chris Short, lead researcher at the CCRI, said, The funding is disappearing, just as living and business costs are rising sharply across the country. The report warns that there will be a significant knock-on effect for jobs and businesses in the rural economy. The government committed in its 2019 manifesto to maintain the level of spending on farming. This has been proved to be untrue. One can only conclude that the Conservative Party has treated farmers and the rural community with contempt, a contempt born out of damaging ideology, incompetence and disregard. Uh, now we have another letter from Eddie Pert by email. End is nigh for Boris. Tories have effectively pulled the plug on Boris Johnson, but we do not know whose hand will put the last nail in the coffin. Now back to the news. Scouts from Hemel Hempstead's first Apsley group celebrated the Jubilee with a group event on Sunday, June the 5th. The Scouts had an hour of fun at Cloud Nine in Jarman Park before they walked back to their headquarters to join the squirrels, beavers and cubs for a picnic lunch. The children enjoyed entertainment from Skittleman via Zoom as they had their lunch indoors due to the poor weather. The squirrels, beavers and cubs had spent the morning enjoying activities like craft, food, fire and circus skills. They also got involved with a royal game of Jubilee, bingo. Later the children were joined by Commodore Tim Hennessy, RN, one of the deputies to the Lord Lieutenant of Hertfordshire. They asked lots of questions which Commodore Tim answered for them, most of which were about his sword. To mark the final series of the much-loved series, After Life, Netflix has donated a bench to Hemel Hempstead. The series is renowned for its scenes showing Ricky Gervais's leading character, Tony, on a bench at his local churchyard as he continues to grieve for his wife, Lisa, played by Kerry Godleyman. Hemel Hempstead was used for many locations in the village of Tambury, and we have chosen to install the bench across the road from the location used as the newspaper office, used in real life by voluntary group Community Action Decorum in the heart of Hemel's Old Town High Street. Many local businesses in the High Street were used in the programme, including the House of Elliot and the Artichoke. The benches have been commissioned alongside suicide prevention charity Campaign Against Living Miserably, Calm, who offer help, advice and information to anyone who is struggling or in crisis. Those who visit a bench will be able to access resources from Calm via a new unique QR code with the wording, Life can be tough, but there's always hope. Campaign Against Living Miserably, Calm is by your side. And online by visiting thecalmzone.net forward slash afterlife forward slash. Ricky Gervais said, We hope the benches will create a lasting legacy for afterlife, as well as becoming a place for people to visit, and we are thrilled to be associated with Calm and the great work they do. This Week in History June 15th, 1945 Family allowance payments were introduced in Britain, five shillings or 25p a week for the second child and subsequent children, but no payment for the firstborn. On this day last year, the Queen held a rare face-to-face -face audience at Windsor Castle. She met the Australian Prime Minister, who told her she was quite the hit at the G7 summit. June the 16th, 1958, the notorious yellow no-waiting-lines were introduced to British streets. June the 17th, 1929, Hitchcock's Blackmail was premiered in London. The first reel was shot before the studio was equipped for sound. June the 18th, 1963, Henry Cooper floored Cassius Clay, later Muhammad Ali, in round four at Wembley Stadium. 
but by the 5th, with Cooper badly cut, the fight was stopped. On this day last year, the Duchess of Cambridge launched her own Centre for Early Childhood in a landmark step aimed at signalling her lifetime commitment to transforming society. June the 19th, 1967, the Monterey Pop Festival attracted thousands of hippies to watch stars including Jimi Hendrix, Otis Redding, Janis Joplin and The Who. June 20th, 1960, Nan Winton became the first woman to read the national news on BBC television. On this day last year, a stroke victim who collapsed on a Mayfair street reconnected with the guardian angel who saved his life. Tributes have been paid to well-known North Church historian Bert Hosier, who passed away on May 24th at the age of 94. Bert was born near Albury and moved to North Church when he was six. He remained in the village for the rest of his life. Bert's passion was local history and had the knack of collecting snippets of information and reminiscences from people he spoke to or simply things he had observed. He then used them as the basis of one of the many articles he wrote for the St Mary's North Church newsletter under his pen name Hedgehog. Hedgehog is the name given to a native of Hertfordshire. Many of his early articles were later condensed into his book Hedgehog's North Church, published in 1994. Apart from writing, Bert frequently spent time talking about local history to the children at St Mary's C of E Primary School, as well as to various organisations in the area. Another of Bert's past passions was his garden where he grew vegetables every year while he enjoyed the magnificent views over North Church. His grandson, Ben Champness, said great things about the incredible man, who was a well-respected man and an amazing granddad to him. Ben, who acts on the BBC show EastEnders, said he was always the go-to man if anyone ever had a question about the local area. He added, he was unlike any other granddad of anyone else. In October last year, Bert had a road in a new Berkhamsted housing development named in his honour Hedgehog Way, which he was over the moon about. Ben explained, I took him up there with my son as well and we stood next to the sign and he loved that. He was very honoured by it. His funeral will be on Monday, June 27th at... 11am at St Mary's Church in North Church. The Decorum Borough Council have taken action to target antisocial behaviour such as littering by partnering with District Enforcement, a company that specialises in enviro crime enforcement. Since the 1st of November 2021, the company has been delegated the powers to issue fixed penalty notices, FPNs, of £80 should it witness people littering, failing to clean up after their dog or breaching other public spaces protection orders. This is in line with our commitment to a firmer approach to making our borough a cleaner and safer place to live, work and visit. More than 1,743 fines have been issued since enforcement began, with improvements being seen in high footfall areas. For more information, visit decorum.gov.uk forward slash district hyphen enforcement. This week is Loneliness Awareness Week in the UK, June the 13th to 17th. Loneliness can affect people of all ages and backgrounds and can have a serious impact on their lives. The Government Community Life Survey for 2020 to 
to 21, reported that 25% of respondents stated they felt lonely some or all of the time. A common misconception is that loneliness is something that only affects older people, but the survey showed the age group most likely to be affected was actually 16 to 24-year-olds, 37%. Long-term or chronic loneliness is detrimental to a person's mental health, but it can also negatively impact a person's physical well-being and longevity. A 2016 study showed that loneliness is as bad for you as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. The good news is that volunteering can help. You can either help someone experiencing loneliness, or if you are feeling lonely yourself, volunteering can help you meet people. A National Council for Voluntary Services survey of 10,000 volunteers reported that 68% of people said volunteering helped them feel less isolated and 77% of people said that volunteering improved their mental health and well-being. Additionally, studies have shown that volunteering can even lower your blood pressure. If you would like to find out about volunteering opportunities in the local area, pop in to see us at the Volunteer Centre, the round building outside Boots in Hemeltown Centre, open Monday to Friday from 10am to 3pm. You can also call... 247-209 or email volunteering at communityactiondecorum.org.uk Now we come to the information slot, obituaries, what's on and more news. The Decorum Talking Newspapers Annual General Meeting is booked for 2pm on Saturday the 3rd of September at the Adifield Community Centre in Queen Square. HP24EW. The mayors will be there and a nice tea will be provided. There will also be a quiz. We have organised a minibus to get you there and home, but please ring the secretary on 217918 to book your place. This is a great opportunity for the DTN team to meet listeners and hear what they think. It is also an opportunity for listeners to meet the team that make the weekly broadcast possible. So please pencil the date of 3rd of September down in your diary and we hope to see you there. Day Trippers programme for July 2022. Sunday 3rd of July, the Hemel area, Grove House Gardens where there will be a band concert. Thursday 7th July becomes the Tring, Water's Edge, Marsworth, lunch. Tuesday 19th July, Hemel, the Hitchin, Lavender Farm, walk and tea room. Tuesday 19th, oh, sorry. If you are interested in going uh, for any of the trips, please call Deborah Fogden, Community Transport Manager, Community Action Decorum, Monday to Friday between 9am and 3pm on 212888 or 617634. Information from Hearts Police. Following the government's recent announcement about energy rebates, they have received reports to fraud, of fraudsters posing as the energy regulator to try to dupe members of the public into handing over personal and payment details. One example uses the Ofgem logo and tells you that you are eligible for an energy bill rebate. It claims you have until the 1st of June 2022 to claim the rebate and you may click on the link in the email to apply. The link takes you to a fake online site with a form to complete in order to set up a direct debit. This is a scam. Local authorities are, are administering the energy rebates. Rebates will be issued directly to those who already pay via direct debit without the need to provide extra details. If you don't pay this way, you'll be contacted via a letter to explain how to claim. 
The Local Government Association has said that councils won't ask for bank details over the phone. Last week, the government announced a new package of targeted support to help with the rising cost of living. It is likely that fraudsters will also use this as a basis to dupe residents into handing over their personal details. The gov.uk site says that these new costs of living payments will be paid directly to households across the UK by the UK government. For example, as part of the package, the website says there will be a direct one-off cost of living payment of £650 for households on means-tested benefits. DWP will make the payment in two lump sums directly into bank accounts, the first from July, the second in the autumn. Payments from HMRC for those on tax credits only will follow shortly afterwards. Visit www.gov.uk website for more details. If you receive an email which you believe to be a scam, you can forward it to the National Cyber Security Centre at report at phishing.gov.uk. Suspicious texts should be forwarded to 7726. More information from Hertfordshire Police. Our Hearts Police Victim Services Team have alerted us to a current spate of issues with people's bank cards being retained by ATM machines and their money being withdrawn from other ATMs, sometimes within minutes. On one occasion, the victim was guarding the ATM whilst calling her bank and money was taken from her account from a different ATM machine elsewhere. The card was still in the machine that she was standing next to. Criminals are using technology to achieve this new type of theft. Items have been placed in or on the machines to capture the card details. It means that it is now very important to get a card cancelled or blocked as soon as possible if an ATM retains it. It may be better to use ATMs that are inside the banks with more security, e.g. cameras, limiting the risk of a device being installed. When using an ATM, look at the device you slot your card into and check. It can't be easily removed. Check to see if anything appears to be added to the card reader slot and or stuck over the number pad and report anything suspicious. Use your other hand to screen your fingers while you enter your PIN. If your card is retained by an ATM machine, contact your bank to block the card immediately. Most banks have a 24-hour emergency number, so it is a good idea to have this ready in your phone. If you have a banking app on your phone, you should be able to block the card without needing to call the bank, which will be the most effective method of preventing fraudulent withdrawals. After having your card blocked, you can report the incident to actionfraud.police.uk. You can also report information online at hearts.police.uk forward slash report. Speak to an operator in the force communication room via their online web chat at hearts.police.uk forward slash contact or call the non-emergency number 101. The Healthy Hub Decorum runs on Tuesdays and Fridays at the South Hills Centre in Hemel Hempstead. From 10am to 4pm you can drop in if you are experiencing an issue affecting your health and well-being. The Hub offers free advice and support on issues such as mental health, unemployment, debt and weight management. More information at healthyhubs.org.uk forward slash. Get an extra green bin. Our additional garden waste subscription service is becoming increasingly popular as we approach the warmer months. The service enables you to buy as many additional green-lidded bins as you need for £25 each. If you do not already have a spare green-lidded bin, 
and pay a seasonal fee of £60 per bin to have these emptied alongside your regular green bin collection. For more information, visit decorum.gov.uk forward slash extra green bin. Clear pavements. Bins left on pavements can cause mobility difficulties for residents in wheelchairs and those with pushchairs. Please ensure that you put your bins out for collection by 6.45am on the day of collection and take them off the pavement as soon as possible. <clears throat> New basketball court for Hemel Hempstead. We've refurbished and extended Northridge Way Basketball Court in Hemel Hempstead. The court, used by local residents, up-and-coming youth basketball players, along with players from both local clubs, Hemel Sharks and Hemel Storm, has been resurfaced with new tarmac and has new hoops, fencing and a small seating area. Thank you to Hemel Hempstead firm Witten Electrical, based at Maylands, which sponsored the community project. Obituaries recorded in this week's announcements page are John Albert Boatwright of Woodlane End, aged 89, Lara Mary Glenister, died of cancer, aged 41, new mother to Oliver and was diagnosed with cancer three days after he was born. Kenneth Ken Charles Wilson of Billet Lane, Berkhamsted, aged 65. Albert Hosier, Hedgehog, aged 94. And Margaret Anne, aged 88. May they rest in peace. Now to what's on. Aladdin, a truly genius pantomime, is at Watersmeet Theatre in the heart of Rickmansworth. Widow Twanky wants a husband, Evil Abanaza wants the magic lamp, Aladdin wants adventure, and Wishy Washy wants some Spider-Man pants. Can the genie grant their wishes? Don't miss this fabulous festive family treat that promises to be a stunning family pantomime agree guaranteed to make all your wishes come true. There will be a special relaxed performance of Aladdin on Saturday the 31st of December 2022 at 11am. Also a first for Watersmeet will be a signed performance on Friday the 30th of December 2022 at 5.30pm. Tickets for these shows are £20 for adults, £18 for child or concessions of 60 plus, £72 for a family or and carers may be able to go free but you need to refer to terms and conditions or £18 for groups of 10 people or more. Relaxed performances are designed to create an enjoyable and relaxed atmosphere for people who find the usual theatre environment stressful, such as preschool-aged children, older members of the community, those with an autism spectrum condition, learning disability or sensory communication disorder, and their families, to engage with a live performance in theatre. Should you have any questions, please email judy.simpson at threerivers.gov.uk or contact the box office on 01923 from Tuesday to Friday between 10am and 2pm. Please note that bookings for the relaxed performance need to be done by telephone and are not available online. Sunday 19th June, Berkhamsted Farmers Market, High Street, 10 till 2, facebook.com forward slash Burko FM. Saturday 25th June, Tring Farmers Market, Marketplace, Brook Street, Tring, 9 till 12.30. Sunday 26th June, Harpenden Farmers Market, Harpenden High Street, 10 till 2, Facebook.com 
facebook.com forward slash Harpenden Farmers Market. Saturday, 2nd of July, Little Gadsden Local Produce Market. Village Hall, Church Road, Little Gadsden, 9 till 12.30. Facebook.com forward slash Little Gadsden Local Produce Market. Sunday, 3rd of July, Hemel Old Town Market, St Mary's Square, Hemel, 11 to 3. Facebook.com forward slash Hemel Old Town Market. Theatre. Anything Goes, Boxmore Playhouse, St John's Road, Hemel Hempstead, June the 21st to the 25th. The SS American is sailing between New York and England with a comically colourful assemblage of passengers. Reno Sweeney, a popular nightclub singer and former evangelist. Her pal, Billy Crocker, a lovelorn Wall Street broker who has come aboard to try to win the favour of his beloved Hope Harcourt, who is engaged to another passenger, Sir Evelyn Oakley. And a second-rate con man named Moonface Martin, a.k.a. Public Enemy Hash 13. Song, dance and farcical antics ensue as Reno and Moonface try to help Billy win the love of his life. Cole Porter's musical is presented by HH Theatre Company. Visit hhtheatreco.com to book. Boxmore Scarecrow Festival and Trail. Boxmore Primary PTA are organising another Scarecrow Festival and Trail to raise money for Boxmore Primary School. Households within one kilometre radius of Boxmore School, HP1 1PF, are invited to display a scarecrow outside and feature on our trail map. Entry, including a free trail map, is £5 and you could be voted the people's favourite. 2nd and 3rd of July 2022, 11am to 4pm. If you live further away, you can still take part and display your scarecrow at the school. See Boxmore Scarecrow Festival on Facebook for more info or email boxmorepta at gmail.com. Between the 27th of June and the 1st of July, there is open-air cinema at Ashridge House, Ashridge House, Birkenstead, HP41NS. Gates open 6.30pm, the film is at 9.30pm. Monday the 27th of June, it's Mission Impossible, certificate PG. On Tuesday the 28th of June, it's Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, that's also certificate PG. On Wednesday the 29th of June, it's Forrest Gump, that's Certificate 12. And on Thursday the 30th of June, it's Pulp Fiction, Certificate 18. On Friday the 1st of July, it's Pretty Woman, that certificate is 15. More information from ashridgehouse.org.uk. Friday 24th June... Music at St John's Lunchtime Recital, the pupils of Lockers Park School. St John's Church, Boxmoor, 12.30. Admission, £3 on the door. Light lunch, £2, available afterwards. masj.org.uk Friday 1st July, music at St John's Lunchtime Recital. Anna Leher, Piano, St John's Church, Boxmoor, 12.30pm, admission £3 on the door, light lunch £2, available afterwards. Sunday, 26th of June, St Peter's Festival, St Peter's Church, Berkhamstead, 
contact stpetersburghamstead.org.uk. There is a summer fair at St John's Church, Boxmoor, on Saturday the 9th of July 2022, from 11 till 3pm. St John's Church grounds are opposite the Sports Centre, Station Road, Boxmoor, Hemel Hempstead. Entrance is free and there are stalls, refreshments, games and entertainment. Saturday the 18th of June, Harpenden Summer Carnival, Harpenden Common, 12 to 6pm, harpendoncarnival.com. Theatre, Express GNS, Roman Theatre St Albans, June 18th. Charles Court Opera present their spoof of the classic railway mystery. A trio of intriguing travellers take on multiple characters and uncover clues while ripping through the G and S operettas. Visit ovo.org.uk to book. Music. Once Upon a Tune. University of Hertfordshire, Hatfield, June the 19th. Award-winning children's illustrator and author James Mayhew takes to the stage with de Havilland Philharmonic Orchestra, painting live and storytelling as the orchestra plays. Visit hearts.ac.uk to book or for more information. On Sunday the 26th of June, it's Gade Spring Cress Beds Open Day. Last gate on the right in Old Fishery Lane, just before the Canal Bridge, heading south, between 11 and 2pm. Information at boxmoortrust.org.uk forward slash gadespring hyphen crestbeds. On Saturday the 2nd of July, it's the Open Door Repair Cafe at Open Door 360 to 364 High Street, Berkhamstead, between 9.30 and 12.30pm. Information at opendoorberkhamstead.co.uk On Sunday the 3rd of July, it's the NGS Open Gardens at 9 Tansfield Drive, Hemel Hempstead, HP25LG, between 1.30 and 4.30pm. Information at ngs.org.uk or call 393-508. Pitlochry Festival Theatre and Watford Palace Theatre present Little Women. Written by Louisa May Alcott, adapted by Anne-Marie Casey and directed by Bridget Larmore. Published in 1868, Louisa May Alcott's Little Women was an immediate critical and commercial success and is now one of the best-loved novels of all time. By turns comic, dramatic, romantic and tragic, the book was inspired by Alcott's experience growing up with her three sisters and is the story of the March family. Mother, Marmee, and her daughters, beautiful Meg, Tomboy Joe, sensitive Beth and spoilt Amy, as they struggled to survive in New England during the American Civil War. First performed at the Gate Theatre in Dublin, Anne-Marie Case's adaptation of the classic story offers an exciting theatrical experience, guaranteed to be a night or afternoon, filled with laughter, tears and a lifting of the spirits. Tickets, from £10 with concession and rumour member discounts available. Relaxed, captioned and audio-described performances are available. The audio-described performance is on Wednesday 12th July, 7.30pm. Please contact the box office on 01923 225 671 if you require audio description. An indulgent VIP offer is available for just £7 more than the top price ticket. Enjoy the view of the stage from your designated VIP seat in either a box for four guests, the stalls 
or Sirtle, as indicated on the seating plan when you select your tickets. Included in the price is a delectable boozy hot drink or non-alcoholic alternative and a slice of cake served in our cafe prior to the show. Now to more news. A woman from Decorum is backing a campaign to raise money to develop the first ever simple detection test for pancreatic cancer. A Berkhampstead woman is supporting Pancreatic Cancer UK's Unite, Diagnose, Save Lives campaign to fund research which could, which could give more people the chance of getting life-saving treatment. Jenny Oldfield was not diagnosed with pancreatic cancer until it had already spread and was initially given three months to live. She said, The first thing you do is Google it, and of the 80% of people who are diagnosed with stage 4, more than half of people die within the first three months. I was 56 at the time. It's a shocker. Jenny, who ran her own business for 20 years, began experiencing symptoms and losing weight rapidly after her birthday in March 2021. Her scans showed the cancer was too advanced to have surgery, which is the only potential cure for pancreatic cancer. But she is responding well to life-extending chemotherapy and is making the most of the time she has left. According to Pancreatic Cancer UK, the major cause of late diagnosis is pancreatic cancer's vague symptoms like back pain and indigestion and unexpected weight loss. Jenny said, It's massively important we find more tools to help doctors diagnose this disease. It's really important how many people must get dismissed and told they've got irritable bowel syndrome. She added, I think if circumstances had been different, if I hadn't had the rapid weight loss and I hadn't had the doctor who had just left A&E, if I'd have been told at that stage that it was IBS and I was still waiting, I'd be dead now. No screening programmes or early detection tests exist for pancreatic cancer meaning CT scans are the only tools doctors use to diagnose the disease in time to save lives. Despite causing a death of a similar number of people annually as breast cancer, pancreatic cancer receives 93% less research funding. Jenny said, I don't want anyone to be in the same position as me. None of this is going to help me and I get that. I don't want to miss the opportunity of making this matter because there's a reason this has happened and I'm going to get something positive out of it. The charity has invested £1.6 million into the Pancreatic Cancer UK Early Diagnosis Research Alliance and has created a blood test which has proven to be highly accurate in lab trials. The charity is urging the public to help fund the development of the first simple test for the disease. Diana Jupp, CEO of Pancreatic Cancer UK, said, We have to give doctors the innovative new tools they need to detect the warning signs earlier so they can ensure those who need it receive treatment as soon as possible. People can support Pancreatic Cancer UK www.pancreaticcancer.org.uk forward slash unite hyphen diagnose hyphen save hyphen lives forward slash Hemel Hempstead's Paralympic gold medal winning archer Jess Stratton has helped Great Britain secure gold in the able-bodied European Championships in Munich. Archery talks about its unrivalled inclusivity as a sport for all ages, genders and abilities. As one of the only sports in which non-disabled and disabled participants 
as well as widely different ages can compete against each other, archery seeks to break down barriers like no other sport. And last week, the GB women's compound team, competing in the European Championships in Munich, put this inclusivity into practice at the elite level, when Ella Gibson, Izzy Carpenter and Stretton, who won Paralympic gold in Rio in 2016, a young team competing together for the first time, stepped into the arena and won a fantastic gold medal for GB. Carpenter also went on to win the compound women's individual European title. Stretton said, It feels so surreal to be able to compete at an able-bodied European championship and come away with a medal, let alone a gold one. It's an amazing achievement that I didn't think I'd be able to do. Shooting in the finals was nerve-wracking as always, but it was easier knowing both Ella and Izzy were with me. Carpenter added, It's honestly incredible. To come here as a brand new team and earn the gold medal is amazing. This is the first medal the GB compound women have ever won at a European Championship. To be a part of the team who did that is a surreal feeling. And Gibson says, It feels amazing to be able to come away as European champions with our team debut. I'm really proud of us for not only how we have shot this week, but how we have worked together. Commenting on the championships and inclusivity in the sport, Archery GB Performance Director Tom Duggan added, There were four other para-athletes besides GB competing in Munich, which is really highlighting the inclusive nature of archery across the international landscape. Thursday, July the 7th is World Chocolate Day. World Chocolate Day allows chocolate lovers around the world to indulge in their favourite treat without any guilt. The day also celebrates all kinds of goodies made from chocolate, including hot chocolate, cake, brownies, anything covered in chocolate, or chocolate flavoured, including ice cream with a flake in it, and smothered in sauce, of course. The ingredient is so revered that those who master the art of working with it are called chocolatiers, and chefs vie to create that Michelin-starred dish. Chocolate comes from the seed of the tropical Theobroma cacao tree. Cacao has been cultivated for at least three millennia and grows in Mexico, Central America and Northern South America. The earliest known documentation of using the seeds is from around 1100 BC. The seeds have a very intense bitter taste so they must be fermented first to develop the flavour. Once fermented, processors dry, clean and roast the beans. After roasting, the shell is removed to produce cacao nibs. The nibs are then ground into cocoa mass, which is pure chocolate in rough form. The cocoa mass is is usually liquefied, then moulded with or without other ingredients. At this point in the process, it is called chocolate liquor. The chocolate liquor gets processed into two components, cocoa solids and cocoa butter. Most common types of chocolate are unsweetened baking chocolate, cocoa solids and cocoa butter in varying proportions, sweet chocolate, which is cocoa solids, cocoa butter and other fat and sugar, milk chocolate is sweet chocolate with milk powder or condensed milk, white chocolate is cocoa butter, sugar and no milk but no cocoa solids. Nine out of ten people love chocolate and one billion people eat chocolate every day. Besides the fact it tastes so good, it is said there are some health benefits of it. It increases serotonin and dopamine levels which helps to boost the mood. Dark chocolate is a powerful source of antioxidants, plus it helps to improve blood flow, lower blood pressure and reduce the risk of heart disease. Fun facts about chocolate. It takes 400 cocoa beans to make one pound of chocolate. Each cacao tree produces approximately 2,500 beans. Chocolate comes from a fruit tree. It's made from a seed. In November, 
Germans celebrate St. Martin, a knight who shared his cloak with a beggar, and they celebrate it with a lantern-lit parade, sweets, and steaming hot chocolate. Worldwide, 40 to 50 million people depend upon cocoa for their livelihood. Spanish royalty gave cakes of cacao in their diaries, uh, dowries. The Aztec emperor, Montezuma, drank 50 cups of cacao a day from a golden chalice. It takes two to four days to make a single serving chocolate bar. And the French celebrate April Fool's Day with fish-shaped chocolate, or poisson d'avril. We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 4.43am and 9.24pm. Our amenities directory will be read after the final music. When you have finished with this week's recording, please remove your memory stick from the player and return it to us promptly in the pouch provided. Remember to swing the metal protective guard over and push it well into the pouch. Turn the address label over and place it back into the front pocket. Please seal and clip the pouch and post back to us in any Royal Mail posting box. Thank you for listening. So until next week, it's goodbye from your readers. From Technician Martin and Editor Eiling. Goodbye. <laughs>